Welcome back to Logically Speaking Sports, brought to you by the Daily Beacon. This week we'll be talking about the college football playoff rankings and then the previews of the New Year's Six Bowls that include the Fiesta Bowl and the Rose Bowl. Adam, would you like to start off with what your uh, takeaways were from this uh, past week? Yeah, I mean, my takeaways for the for the playoff, I thought they got it right. Um, I think the four most deserving teams got in. Uh, I don't think – I think any other way that they had put them in there just wouldn't have been right, in my opinion. Uh, you can argue strength of schedule. You can argue Notre Dame not being in a conference. That's all fine. But when it comes down to it, Notre Dame was undefeated. Uh, played a much tougher schedule than, say, you know, UCF or something like that. Um, bigger wins, stuff like that. But uh, overall, you couldn't put Georgia in at four with two losses and not a conference championship. That's just how it is. I mean, if they did, there would be an uproar about it because that's just not how it should be. Um, you can argue, I, I personally would argue they're a better team than Notre Dame. I think all three of us would probably agree on that. Um, I think Ohio State is probably a better team than Notre Dame as well. But when it comes down to it, you got to win your big games, and you also can't lose to Purdue by 29. Um, so I think that's kind of the Achilles heel when it comes to that. Uh, I was personally fine with them putting Georgia at five. Um, it really didn't matter because uh, the bowl schedule just you know plays into your conference and stuff like that. So whether they were five or six and them and Ohio State flip-flopped, it wouldn't have really mattered. Um, it kind of surprised me that they did that. Uh, I wanted them to, but after Ohio State beat Northwestern by, what, three touchdowns, uh, I expected them to probably keep the five spot. Um, but either way, I'm okay with that. Uh, but I think overall the top four is correct. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I, I know the argument's been that Georgia probably might deserve a spot in the top four, and I think I think at this point everyone agrees that Oklahoma does earn their way in. I mean, when they lost to Texas originally, it was it was by like a last second field goal. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, and they and they eventually in their in their conference championship, and they it was it was close, but I mean they won by a, a, a decent margin. Right. I mean, obviously Alabama and Clemson get in; they're undefeated. They they play some of the toughest schedules. It makes sense, I, I, and it comes down to Notre Dame, and I mean, like you said, they're undefeated. I mean, I know we've given them a lot of a lot of like flag for not really playing anyone. I mean, they did play some ranked teams from time to time, and you can you can argue that. I mean, I mean, I think we all even said it a couple weeks ago that the ACC had a bunch of teams in the top twenty-five for a little bit. Yeah, we weren't entirely sure why, but they did. Yeah, and uh, and you you saw those move down, especially on the final one. Like yeah. that definitely changed. The committee saw okay, these are the cream of the crop, especially in the ACC. There's not very much cream, but um, they did kind of push down. What they originally had a little higher. Yeah, I think what helps Notre Dame is is playing Syracuse, who, who's still number twenty, and they they had a surprisingly really good year. Yeah. Um. And, in my opinion, I think I think Georgia probably should have got in, not over Oklahoma. I I know I know that's I know that's the base that it, it should have been Oklahoma, Ohio State, or Georgia. And I, honestly, when it comes down to, it, I think Georgia. If it, if Georgia didn't lose by twenty to LSU. This whole thing's different. Yeah, I think if that's a field goal game, I think there's a lot more discussion about it right now. Because it seems like there's a lot right now. But if you don't lose by 20, you lose by a field, like a game-winning field yeah. goal like Oklahoma did the first time against Texas. I think it's a completely <laughs> different narrative, um, considering they pretty much came down to losing by a field goal to LSU and then losing you know, right at the end against Bama in the championship. I mean, because yeah, losing to LSU in any fa- and a close fashion this year wouldn't have been a bad loss. They're still number 11. I mean... And I, we, they, I mean, we all gave them crap because they didn't really, again, they really didn't play anyone. Like their offense was was pretty, pretty dreadful to watch at some points. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, they, I mean, they still, 
put up a fight against Bama and all that. But, like, I mean, Georgia, it, come, it comes down to Georgia not choking out that lead in the championship game. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they did it to themselves. They had they had a clear chance to get to maybe the number three spot. Yeah. With Alabama down to, like, two. I, I, I say realistically two. Uh, and play them again in a couple weeks. But, I mean, again, Georgia did this himself. Ohio State, you can't – Purdue isn't – they're a fun team to watch. They're not necessarily a great team. Yeah. They. I think Jeff Brom's got them trying to be pretty good in a couple – in, like, maybe another year or two. I think they just need it. The, the talent's getting there, and mm-hmm. he's a, he's clearly proven he's a good coach. Just needs a couple more years. But, I mean, again, they're not, they're not the state where, like, losing by any margin is impressive. <laughs> Like, especially when you lose by three touchdowns, and uh, clearly that kind of killed Urban Meyer's, <laughs> Urban Meyer's career, too. Yeah, I mean, it, stepping down. <laughs> yeah, it did multiple things. It killed Haskins as a Heisman, basically, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it, when you lose a game like that. He threw 73 passes, right? I think um, so. And they lose the game, only had two touchdowns. So, yeah, that's, that's one of those weird things. Uh, Jared, what do you got? Yeah, obviously, I'm uh, pretty excited. Uh, got a big win <laughs> over Texas in the Big 12 championship, and they got that four spot. And I think um, I think what y'all talked about, what y'all covered about Georgia, I think, over Notre Dame, I think, like you said, we all agree. I, I definitely agree because I think they're better than Notre Dame, even yeah. though Notre Dame deserves a shot because they yeah. went 12-0 and 0, no matter what. I mean, yeah. you can't punish them. And I think, and I told Adam this, I, you can't really punish a team and unless – the playoff committee is going to punish them for playing like a weak schedule and going undefeated. I mean, UCF, I think, is a good showing of what happens when you don't play anybody at all. Mm-hmm. But I think Notre Dame, because they play, like you said, they played Northwestern, they played Syracuse, they're all like top 25 teams. So yeah. obviously, there's a, definitely a different gap. So like and like I told him, I, unless you punish them for not really being in a conference, then they're just going to keep doing that. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Notre Dame's really good, and I think they're a bunch of seniors this year, so I think they're going to lose talent. So I, I don't think it's going to be like this next year, but I think but I think them being three is okay with me. Um, and go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think with the, the precedent that the committee set is the fact that, okay, we're giving you a shot this year. You're not in a conference right now. If you blow it this year, we're going to be harder on you in the years to come because clearly you proved us wrong because you're not the team that we thought you were. And I've I've actually been a fan of Notre Dame, especially earlier in the year after beating Michigan, after beating Northwestern, Syracuse, like that. I liked them after Ian Book took over. Uh, but overall, I think this is the committee putting their foot down and saying, this is how we're doing it now. But... This this whole playoff system is ever evolving. Um, even though we won't get a you know a platform change of like six, eight, whatever teams, however many teams people want for another probably seven or six to seven years, because that's how long the contract is. You right now, there's going to be ebbs and flows to how this goes. Yeah, I don't think you can. I I, I don't think you can put a two loss Georgia team. Even even I think if. Regardless of who think they're one of the top four teams in the entire country, I don't think you can put a two-loss Georgia team above an undefeated Notre Dame team. I mean, because I mean, and again, we all we've all at some point thought maybe Notre Dame doesn't deserve to get in. But, I mean, they beat the number seven Michigan team, who for a couple weeks were at that number four spot and like yeah. primed to get in the playoff. Oh, yeah. If they don't blow it against Ohio State. I mean, they more likely beat Northwestern in their championship game, and, yeah. and they're, this is a completely different narrative. Yeah, now. The, yeah, it's completely different. They're in the playoff right now. Yeah, I mean, Ohio State's probably not even the top ten. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And then I mean, and they beat Syracuse. I mean, they they've done in Northwestern, who's now number twenty-two. I mean, they've done things this year to to prove that they at least deserve a shot. And I think I think you pretty much worded it perfectly. I think this year the committee's putting Notre Dame on a leash, being like at least like if you get blown out like it's this is it like you got to like start like playing consistent like competition that's at a high level and makes you earn a spot there 
Um, I, I, and again, I think they're. I do think they're in a spot there this year. I do think they play overall. Like looking at the final rankings, they did play a solid schedule overall. But again, I do think you're right. I think this is the year where the committee's like putting them on a leash and just being like, at least make it interesting. Like give Clemson a game, and then you can you can be back in this position next year if you do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, but but like y'all both said, I mean they're losing a lot of talent this year. Ian Book is incredibly fun to watch, especially seeing him take over has been especially interesting. Um, and it's kind of evolved that offense. My question is, I don't know if their defense can really keep up with Clemson's defense. Oh, yeah. Clemson's offense has been suspect multiple times throughout the year. Uh, they're not bad. Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback for Clemson. I just think right now, um, I just think right now he's just not at that point yet. Uh, and obviously, I know we we I think we can all agree Clemson's defense is top five in the entire nation. So I I just I think overall it's just not. I think Notre Dame maybe keeps it close for the first three quarters, but I think Clemson will probably slip slip away in the end. Yeah, and like you said, I agree with Georgia not being able to get in with two losses. Like I when I when they were talking about it and people were saying that Georgia should get in over Oklahoma, I was like, there's no way. Like I'm like I'm sorry. Like I know they're talented and I know that they kept it close to Alabama, but I mean you had two losses. Like if they wanted to be in, they don't don't fake a punt. On yeah, fourth and eleven yeah, at midfield. Like I, I I get it, like and people are trying and like analysts are saying, Well that's not a bad move. I'm like, Well what I just don't understand, yeah, like, especially, especially like you said, with Justin Fields. We talked about yeah. this with Justin Fields being in the game, and it's just like you're not going to put your five-star freshman QB in the game. It just doesn't look right, and Alabama's yeah, too smart. Especially on a punt, like on a yeah. fake punt return. Yeah, he, he normally doesn't play special teams. It's not like this was like a Taysom Hill for the Saints kind of special teams play. He's never in the game. So Alabama special teams coach and just their team in general will notice, hey, that is their backup quarterback in – on this 4th and 11 at midfield, I wonder what they're doing. He's not going to go down there and try to tackle anyone. So I just think that they, they kind of just threw threw that that chance out the window right there. It just seemed like a Hail Mary to me. And like, and I, my biggest thing is, like, why wouldn't you pass it? Like, no, because, like, like I said, it might, yeah, you're 4th and 11. Like, you expect your dude to get 4th, you expect your dude to get 11 yards with that, with their defense, with their yeah. special teams. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And that was my biggest thing. And then the, the loss by 20 to LSU, because LSU got – blown out at home to Alabama. So it's just like, yeah. well, okay, if you lost by that much to LSU on the road, which on the road is different, a whole different animal than it is playing at home or even neutral field. Still can't lose by 20, though. That's yeah. my thing. And, like, I get it, and I, I think I agree with Georgia being five over Ohio State, but I think whether it was going to get the four spot, I think Georgia should have been behind Ohio State because I get they lost to Purdue by 29, but it's just because they have that conference championship, and they and they beat Northwestern pretty handily. They, it was kind of close in the first half, but then it was kind of, hey. Started to pull it out. For yeah. sure, which we all kind of thought it would, yeah. if not earlier. So at the end of the day, I, I, I agree with the rankings, obviously. I mean, I'm excited, and I can't wait to talk about the uh, previews for <laughs> – the games that are coming up soon in December. Uh-huh. So yeah, I mean that's my thing. Is also with with Georgia to lose to LSU by twenty was the problem just because of how inconsistent LSU had been yeah. against top teams this year. They didn't play good against any of the other SEC teams that were ranked. They didn't play a great game against really any of them, um, especially Alabama. I know they beat Mississippi State. It wasn't pretty. And it wasn't a very good game, especially played by them. Just in my opinion, I watched the whole game, of course. So that's why um, 
just to me, that loss, it would have been different, say, if Georgia played Alabama on their schedule this year in the regular season and, say, lost, you know, by a touchdown to Alabama and then lost to them by another touchdown in the conference championship. I think it's a different discussion. I think that's uh, that's completely different losses than losing to an LSU team that struggled mightily with Alabama and with a lot of other SEC teams this season. I just think it's a completely different conversation. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Georgia controlled their own destiny, and they 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 had two chances at it, and they messed up both. Yeah. Uh, from a town again, from, in my personal opinion, I think they're a top four team in the country. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna campaign for them to be in there right now because I don't think they deserve it. Yeah. Again, if they if they beat Alabama in the conference championship game, this is different. If they if they, do, if, if they don't lose by 20 to LSU, it's different. But yeah. they did both of those things, and you can't you can't give them, like, a pat on the back and be like, all right, well, here's a chance. Like, no Dame in Oklahoma deserve a chance over Georgia this year. Like, yeah. plain and simple. And, I, like, I know as, like, as a Georgia fan, I, I'm sure it sucks. Like, there's no – because, again, they, I, I think they're, they're self-aware enough to know that they have the talent to compete with a Clemson, Alabama, or Notre Dame. I mean, they easily do. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, they they lost two important games, and to be a playoff team, especially now, you have to win important games, and you you have to you can't you can't decide not to show up one game against again an LSU team that was very inconsistent this year, who had problems really playing consistent football like to a high level. Their defense was constantly pretty pretty solid. I mean, they held I've been able to like to, like to a solid amount of points if they have a Heisman finalist right now. Right. But I mean, their offense didn't do anything, and I think that's what it comes down to. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can really punish Notre Dame or Oklahoma and put a two a two loss Georgia team in there. Yeah, that's the thing is, it's it's more so for me. You can't affect the Notre Dame and Oklahoma teams just to give Georgia a shot. Yeah, I like. I may think Georgia has all the talent in the world, but you can't punish other teams that did what they had to do, yeah. and that's that's just what it comes down to. Alabama did what they had to do, even though it wasn't pretty for the first two and a half quarters. It still won the Clemson game. Clemson did yeah. what they had to do. Handily, which I, I mean, we I think we all expected uh, yeah. um, in the ACC. Uh, Notre Dame did what they had to do. That of course they didn't play the last weekend of the season, but it doesn't matter. They, you can't they fault them for yeah, that. exactly. They 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 were handed something and they took it and they did what you know they, they took a good team would. They and took they, advantage of what they were. Yeah, doing. exactly. And the same thing with Oklahoma avenging their loss with Texas. So they did. They did what they had to do. I think that's why Notre Dame got in because, like, the scheduling and stuff like that. Like, we all know that SEC teams, when you look at it just based off rankings that they have, and probably they play more ranked teams. And even though I don't – sometimes I don't think they should be ranked as high as they are. I They're ranked teams regardless, and I think that's the big thing. And, like, I think with Notre Dame being three, like y'all said, I think it's because the ranked teams and maybe because they aren't as talented, but just because, like, of their schedule that they can't really control. They can only control so much, just yeah. like all the other teams can. That, like, Ohio State and Oklahoma, like, okay, yeah, they didn't play a whole lot of ranked teams, but that's not their fault. I mean, nobody expected TCU to be terrible this year. Nobody expected – I mean, Iowa State kind of made up for it, but, I mean – we, you know what I'm saying? It's just at the end of the day, yeah. like, I, I think, think that's good to see. Yeah, because it can play both ways. Because the thing about it is these teams, especially in the East, like Georgia and um, LSU playing Kentucky and stuff like that, no one expected Kentucky to be For good sure. at all this no. year. So it can be played both ways, especially – and there's teams in the Big 12 that are like that too. Kansas didn't win a game last year. They at least were competitive for some games this For year. Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, so, so that's what I'm saying. Is It's a different – it's a completely different game every single season. And so that's why people that are arguing, like, just completely based off schedule and rankings and how you scheduled those teams at the, you know, start of the year, well, that that changes mightily, just depending on how a team plays and how they're coached. Mm-hmm. All right, so y'all want to jump to game picks? Yeah. All right, so I think we'll just start with uh, Alabama, Oklahoma. Um, 
I think overall, I think Kyler Murray's going to do everything it takes to keep Oklahoma in this game for all four quarters. Um, I, and I, I think at this point, it's two has gotten needs like two weeks of like rest. He's not like injured, injured, but like he's definitely got like something wrong with one of his ankles. I believe. Well, yeah, he's having the same procedure that Hertz did last year, and Hertz to this day still says that he's not a hundred percent. Yeah, and so that's definitely scary, especially for an Alabama fan. Like, mm-hmm. of course, no one thinks Oklahoma's defense is anything crazy, but clearly they can get after the quarterback occasionally, and that's scary. Just playing any college football team, that one hit to that ankle could change the game completely for them. But yeah, I, I agree, and I think, and and I know everyone talks real bad about Oklahoma's defense, and while, while it does have some merit, I do think this defense has potential to like show up at least in big in bigger moments. I don't think this is a defense that's going to, like, hold down an opponent, like, the entire game. But I do think that if you give them a chance, like, in the fourth quarter, maybe make some plays to at least at least give their offense a chance, I think they could, they'd could they be capable of it. Um, and, and while Alabama has, like, a top defense in the entire country, I think that Kyler Murray and the Oklahoma offense with under Lincoln Riley is just too explosive and is too creative for them to completely hold down. I think everyone's writing this one off as not – it's definitely going to be the most entertaining game of this entire playoff. Absolutely. I think even when – even if you talk about, like, a potential, a potential Alabama-Clemson national championship game again, yeah. I think this one's still going to be the top game that we walk away, like, loving, just like the Georgia-Oklahoma game was last yeah. year. Um, I just think overall Alabama's just got a little bit too much firepower. I know even if Jalen Hurts is playing, I think he proved that he can – and it wasn't for super long. I think he can at least prove that he's – He's gotten better. Yeah, no, he's, absolutely. He's not. He's not like just the the running quarterback that on occasion throws like he used to be. I mean, this is a Dan Enos, who I know is a popular offensive coordinator candidate. I know he's got the he's got Tua and Jalen in a great situation. He's clearly coaching them up super well. Uh, I think no matter what happens, Tua's under center for Alabama as long as it's their third string because I don't I can't even tell you his name. I think as long as it's Tua or Jalen, Alabama's probably gonna win this game. I do think it's going to be close, and probably most people are going to write off. I'd probably say Alabama wins by, like, 7 or 10. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it comes down to Oklahoma's defense. I know that sounds very, like, obvious or whatever to people, but I think it's how they play their defense more so than how well their their defense plays. I think, for me, if I'm Oklahoma, I'm trying to slow down the run as much as I can and force an injured Tua or a Jalen to make the throws. Because, to me, if you can slow down what they're doing running the ball and make them third and longs and stuff like that, you can make plays on the ball. Oklahoma has enough talent, whether people think their defense and how they scheme is good or not, they have enough talent and just pure athleticism to make plays on the ball in the secondary. Now, they're not great in the secondary by any means, and they give up long plays, but that's that's just part of it. And especially with Alabama, Oklahoma cannot get frazzled if Alabama breaks off long plays a couple of times during this game. Like, it, it, it'll it happen. It happens in every game no matter who Alabama's playing. Mm-hmm. It hasn't mattered whether it's against LSU or Florida or any Georgia, kind of – Yeah, Georgia. Like, any defense they've played, they're, they're going to do that. That's just how they're built. And it's the same thing with Oklahoma. They haven't faced a defense like Alabama, but Alabama hasn't faced an offense like Oklahoma. So true. it's it, so both the narratives fit. That's why to me this game is so interesting, and it's because I don't think whether you're an Oklahoma fan, whether you're an Alabama fan, you have no idea how this is going to go. You can have like confidence in your team, and I 100% would. Whether I'm an Oklahoma fan or a Bama fan, I'm feeling okay. Bama hadn't seen an offense like ours. I'm feeling good. I think Kyler's going to go in there and win it. That's a perfectly fine you know opinion to have, and I think it's great. Because I think it'll be fun to watch. Oh, and sure. if you're a Bama fan, it's like Kyler hasn't played a, a defense yet. 
perfectly fine to say too. But your defense better show up and play it because clearly he he's done it all season long. So you better prove it wrong. But Jared, I know you're excited for it. <laughs> yeah, you know I am. Uh, it's what I've been kind of licking my chops for all year. You know, because everybody says Alabama's what unstoppable, invincible. Yeah. And I think I I watched. I think everybody watched the SEC championship game, and I think we all. Like what I've been talking about all year is that two is kind of a pre-read guy. I've talked about this. I it just seems like they tell him where to go with the ball, and if it's not there, he goes to a check down or a different read. And I, and I not to say two didn't play. He played pretty bad, but I mean he kept a minute. He didn't like just completely just blow it out of the water bad. But I mean we saw it on the first drive. Um, did y'all? I think y'all watched it. Right? Oh, yeah. Sure. And you saw the first drive where he first where he hurt is it like I think his the I think the already injured ankle where he like yeah. did like a bootleg think, on the outside yeah. and then the, I think a defensive end rolled on it. And I think, which was concerning to me because, like, the whole entire game, they ran the ball so well. And I was just like, what are y'all doing? Whenever they tried to just, on first and second down, would just throw the ball. And I was like, okay. I said, that's fine, I guess. But, I mean, if you don't want to run the ball, I mean, it's your loss. And But I think the biggest thing when they threw it when two or three interception in the red zone, I was like, I was like, all right. I can, I mean, I, I knew that since we won, and I think that Georgia was going to lose, hoping Georgia was going to lose that game. I was just like, all right, this is what I want. Because, like y'all said before, if we, I see the idea for our game plan is to be stopping the run as much as possible, which, I mean, it's pretty hard to do regardless. I mean, Georgia yeah. couldn't do it. We all know how good their defense can be yeah. with talent-wise. And I just, I think if we have to make Tua throw the ball, and honestly, my biggest fear is that, like what you said, Tua finds a way, he gets hurt again like he did in championship, and Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has to come in, because what happens is, I'm assuming that what will happen if that happens is Jalen Hurts is probably going to do a lot of QB runs, like a lot of design plays for him to run, like Sam Ellinger did, and I, that's one of our biggest problems on defense. Obviously, we have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched every game, uh, especially against Kansas and Oklahoma State, but... I just think that people who, like you said, who blow this game off is just like a write, write it off for Alabama. I, I think people should second uh, guess that because it's a fourteen point uh, favorite Alabama is, and I, I think how's gonna. I think the problem is that Oklahoma is not gonna be able to not score. They'll score. I promise you, they'll score. It's I. This game's probably gonna look like it did last year. It was gonna be like fifty to. It's gonna look something like that. To me, I mean. Alabama could get stops, and it could completely be – I mean, they could just completely blow us out of water. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, but I also, like, believe that we could have a chance to blow them out too because I'm just – it just seems like for everybody writing them off, and I think Alabama might get, like, a little, like, what they did a couple – like, two or three years ago in the Sugar Bowl when they played us, and we beat them with Trevor Knight, and we all seen Trevor Knight with Texas A&M and how that <laughs> one turned out. But not to say it's going to be the same thing, but I, I'm – I'm like you said, I'm not – I'm nervous, but it's like – I think we have a chance, yeah. And I don't think it's something where it's yeah. where like, oh God, I hope we get lucky. I think we legitimately have a shot. And I think people who underestimate our defense, I think what we saw last week, I and mean, they gave it twenty-seven Texas. Texas is not great offense, but I mean, they can put up points when they want to, especially the first time they play this. They can put up points, and I think that last week our defense showed that, like you said, we can make big plays. Over the last couple of weeks with against West Virginia, we had to get a couple defensive touchdowns and with the safety last week. I think it shows that when our team needs to, they can make plays. And they did that last year in the Rose Bowl when they played Georgia. They made plays and gave us a chance when we obviously didn't win. But, I mean, they gave us a shot in the game. And I think that Kyler is just a whole different animal. And I I think we've seen before when Saban loses the teams, it's what, to Cam Newton, right? Yeah. And then it's to uh, Deshaun Watson, which Deshaun Watson's not really a running quarterback, but he he's mobile and he yeah. will get out of the pocket and he can disrupt you. So yeah. I think – obviously I'm going to say we're going to win, but I think it will be really close. It's not yeah. – but, I mean, hell, 
I want it to be a blowout for us. I want us to blow them out, but well, I mean, yeah. there's no guarantee. But that's my thing is people that are writing it off aren't realizing that this is this is the number one team playing against the number four ranked team. Whether you believe in those rankings or not, they're they're top teams for a reason. Yeah. Now, to me, the the difference with this is oh, well, you say well, Alabama played other you know SEC teams that are ranked in the top fifteen. Okay, well that's fine. But the thing about that is that Alabama plays those teams every single year. Yeah. You begin to pick up on coaching stuff. You begin, you get, it's easier scouting teams that you play a ton. Stuff like that. You watch their film a lot more. Right now, they're playing an Oklahoma team they haven't seen. Now, of course, they've seen their film. I mean, it's Saban, for crying out loud. He's watched Kyler Murray play. But it's completely different than playing someone that you know and a coach you know. Because Oklahoma can pull stuff out of their back pocket that, you know, Saban really isn't expecting. And that's the thing to me is that's how it's going to be interesting because no one knows how it's going to go. And it's going to come into the fact that Oklahoma on one side doesn't know Alabama very well and Alabama doesn't know Oklahoma that well. Even if you know them on paper, you haven't played them on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, for that one, I'm going to take Bama in a close one. Uh, maybe I, I, I can agree with Miller like a touchdown to 10-point game. Could be a little more, could be less. We don't. We literally don't know, it's, but I'm going to take Bama. It's such a wild card game. Yeah, for see. sure. Uh, moving into the next one, Clemson and Notre Dame. Um, for me, uh, this probably won't take me as long uh, as the Alabama-Oklahoma game. I don't think it's going to be as interesting of a game. Uh, I think it's going to be more of Clemson defensive line dominating Notre Dame because Notre Dame hasn't played a D-line like that and Clemson putting up points uh, on a Notre Dame defense that also hasn't played great offenses but hasn't looked bad in a lot of uh, games. I know their linebacker, their linebacker core is great at uh, for the Irish, but overall I'm going to take Clemson and I'm going to say a two-touchdown game. Uh, I think it might be a group. I think this is going to be a game where Notre Dame hangs around for the first for the first half especially. Uh, but I think what it comes down to is that Clemson has a top two country defense. Like I mean, this this defensive line has like is full of NFL prospects, and it's only getting like they're only getting better. Um, I think just when it comes down to, it, I think I think Notre Dame's key if they want if they want even a chance to win this game, it's going to be to like kind of get into Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence's mind. I think he's a young quarterback. I mean, so. He, they got to get to him, and they got to affect him and make him rush his reads, make him make some mistakes. I think honestly, I think if Notre Dame wants to win this game, they got to get some turnovers for sure. Uh, I think it's gonna Absolutely. be. Absolutely. I think it's gonna be like not to hang their head if the offense kind of stumbles around for a little bit because it's going to. Uh, it's they're not gonna come out and just throw up like twenty points in the first in like in the first quarter. That's just not gonna happen. They, they're just gonna have to like get settled in, maybe like settle for some stops, like. It's gonna be pretty much just putting a dent into Trevor Lawrence and putting a dent into this defense and maybe figuring some things out. I just overall I don't think I think Ian Book's a good enough quarterback to win. I just don't think Notre Dame as a team is good enough. Yeah. I think overall, I mean, Dabo Sweeney's done this for a couple years in a row now. I mean, he, we we all think we can agree he's one of the top coaches in college. I just think overall, Dabo Sweeney's gonna have his team ready. Uh, Tre- he'll settle Trevor Lawrence down the second half and they'll probably win by yeah probably like 14, 21 points. Yeah, I I just think also <clears throat> Notre Dame. They're the time the time of possession is going to be huge for them because they can't allow Clemson to have the ball a ton of time because Clemson can run the ball great. People don't talk about how good they run the ball. Yeah. They run the ball great. It hasn't been all on, on Lawrence's hands all year. So it's basically can you slow down the run of Clemson and, like you said, get turnovers and get you know a couple three and outs. You're not going to get a ton of them with them, but you have to you have to get the time of possession game in your favor. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Clemson's going to win this game. I think it'll be pretty close in the first half. I think they're going to kind of pull away. Yeah. I think if Notre Dame wants to win this game, they're going to have to stop the run. Like you said, it's going to be like what we talked about with uh, Oklahoma if they want to have a chance to beat Alabama, that they're going to have to stop the run and they're going to have to make – because we saw – we've talked you talked about this. South Carolina, they torched Clemson's secondary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and South Carolina has been – Average at best this year. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been definitely good, but I mean it's yeah. they're not like they're not anything special. Like they never yeah. had a chance for anything yeah. to go anywhere big, and I think that's how they're gonna beat them. Ian Book, he's very like accurate. He he's almost like a, he's a better like version of a game manager. Like he. And he's not going to make turnovers. I think Notre Dame, if they get blown out, it's because of turnovers. I think they're going to have to, like you said, win time and possession. I think the big thing is keeping the ball in their hands, being able to run the ball a lot, and then just trying to um, get a few stops against them. I think at the end of the day, like you said, uh, Dabo Swinney is going to find a way to get his team ready. And I think if Notre Dame wins this game, it's because Trevor Lawrence uh, – isn't just there. I just don't think he's going to – I think he'll be all right in the second half, I think you said. I think he'll settle down. But I think if this game gets out of hand early, they, this is where they kind of wish they had Kelly Bryant because Kelly Bryant's yeah. been there before and as he went to Missouri. But I think for if Trevor Lawrence isn't – I think if he struggles in the first half a lot, they don't really have anybody to go to. And I think that fits in Notre Dame's um, favor or goes to their favor. Yeah, so. I think you have to rattle Lawrence somehow, and those linebackers will be important. Uh Devin Bush, that that's I think they can. huge. Yeah, I think I think, they can for sure. I think with Notre Dame, you have to play aggressive on defense. You cannot sit back and allow them to run the ball and throw the ball downfield because that's exactly what Clemson wants to do. And we saw that. And uh, on the on the flip side, with Clemson's defense, um, they're gonna make the running game of Notre Dame beat them because they're gonna because Notre Dame can throw the ball against Clemson's secondary, and they're gonna have to because Clemson could put up a lot of points. Uh, but, yeah, so moving in to the Sugar Bowl, Georgia versus Texas. Uh, I'll let Jared kick this one off. Yeah, you know, uh, as we talked about, Georgia, kind of a lot of people, especially people who are more down south, SEC-type fans, thought they should have got into the playoff with the force by after not playing Alabama super close, basically choking that game away. And they get to face Texas, who lost in the Big 12 championship. And was, that game was pretty close for majority until – Oklahoma's defense kind of made a couple plays, and then eventually the game-winning t- or the game, I guess, ceiling touchdown by uh, Grant Calcaterra in the end zone with the one-handed grab. Um, but this game, I think people, everybody thinks that Georgia's going to pretty much beat the brakes off of Texas. I don't. I think it'll be closer than what people expect. I think Georgia wins this game for sure. I got, I wouldn't put money, but I wouldn't just put my money all on Georgia either. I think Texas keeps this close. I think. Ellinger, he's kind of like Jalen Hurts, except I mean, obviously not as big. And I, th- but I think he can make throws, and I think they showed that when it when like Jalen Hurts got out of the pocket at the end of the game, that kind of gave them fits. I think because their whole idea was a contained two, and I think they could, when they weren't able to do that, when they were able to do that, they were really doing a good job. And but when Hurts, who was healthier than two, I think when he got outside the pocket, gave them fits. And I think once you give him more time, you can't cover no matter how good your defense is. And I think Ellinger's gonna get. I think Ellinger's will give them problems. I think. I think their their wide receivers who are six five, six six four, bigger dudes will give them the corners problem. Even though they have one of the top corners in the entire nation on Georgia's side, Baker. I think. Yeah, DeAndre Baker. Yeah. But I just think at the end of the day, I think from they're gonna kind of come from a revenge game. I think this is gonna be hey to prove everybody that hey we we should have been in the spot, 
even though I still think they shouldn't have, but that's not important. Um, but I think it's probably going to be probably a two-touchdown game, I think, but it could be closer. And Texas could pull it off for all we know. So Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'll, I'll take Georgia in this game uh, for sure. It's not – to me, it's one of those games where I could see Texas keeping it close for a lot of the game. Uh, but I think overall, just Georgia's talent on defense, especially like Baker, um, their linebackers are very, are faster than any um, linebackers that the Longhorns have faced all year. It's just a completely different beast. Um in that linebacker core. And I also think that Fromm uh, has a pretty good game against the Texas secondary. I think he can throw the ball downfield pretty well. Um, I think he proved that some against Bama. And overall, I just think that Georgia just, just has too much talent for Texas right now. Um, I think Texas is a good team, but I think this was a tough draw for them. I think if they're playing a team like LSU, it's a different game. But I just think that the fact that Georgia's defense is elite as well as their offense can be really elite, especially when they're not playing a ridiculously good defense, um, that that's going to be the determining factor. And I'll take Georgia in this one by, like you said, probably two scores. I could see it more. I could I could see it less, but I'll take Georgia by two scores. Yeah, I'm for sure also going to take Georgia. I think this is a game where they're going to be out for blood. I think... I think they just want. I think they want to, like Jared. I think they want to make a statement that they should have at least been more in consideration for the top four spot. Um, Texas, but no, like Texas isn't a pushover team. I mean, they they've been in and out of the top ten all year. I think that I'm pretty sure they finished in the top ten at least. Um, either way, I mean, they they gave Oklahoma a run for its money. I mean, in the fourth quarter. I mean, what? I mean, Oklahoma's not a top four team. We're we're talking about how they can maybe keep it close against Bama if not upset Alabama. So I mean, I don't I don't think this Texas team is just like. I don't think you should write them off immediately. But though I do overall think Georgia is a more talented team. I think while Jake Fromm had a rocky start in the middle of the season, he's kind of rounded out in the form. He's definitely playing a lot better football, kind of what we've come to expect from him, especially since last year and like at parts this year. I mean, he had a great game last against in the championship game last week. I just it's again, it's like it wasn't a championship game. It was taken out of his hands, kind of, and they I mean they eventually lost. So I think this is the, definitely a game where Fromm makes comes out and makes a statement. Um, I know people are talking about maybe Justin Fields transferring eventually. I don't know if that's the case, but I mean, come to Oklahoma, please. You could, I mean, it could be Kelly. I'll Br- take him. It could be a Kelly Bryant situation where maybe he goes another S- to an SEC, another SEC team, or be, uh, he could. Yeah, it's I, it's gonna be interesting. I think that'd be tough. that's that's a different storyline for a different day. But I do think From is gonna kind of make a statement game again that he is his quarterback, that he is Georgia's quarterback for the foreseeable future. Um, and I think overall, like I mean, I think we're all in agreement that Georgia wins. I'm gonna say by ten, probably. Mm-hmm. I think Texas offense is it's from the Big Twelve. It's it's pretty innovative. So I think I think overall, Tom Herman has his team ready. I just think overall, Georgia has too much talent, and I think Texas will get there eventually. I just don't think they're there, they're there right now. Yeah, I think with Georgia, I think if they lose this game, I think it ups the percentages that from transfers because I think they go to fields after this season if sense. they lose this game. Yeah. I think if they lose this bowl game, I think their fans say, okay, time to move on from from. We love him. He was good in a lot of moments, but you know, not so good in some of the big moments. So I think they move on to fields and from goes somewhere else. Like you said, could be in the SEC, go to an Arkansas. I don't really see that because really he would only have a year left. Um, I don't really know if that's what he would want to do. Um, but you never know. I mean, that's the thing is you never know, especially with this outcome of this game uh, being up in the air. Uh, moving on, uh, this may be the last one we do, the Fiesta Bowl, LSU and UCF. 
Um, I, this this one I'm enamored with just because it's so weird and it's so different than any of the other bowls to me because it's UCF on one hand, high flying on offense. You know, it's debatable that they've played very good defenses, but regardless, their offenses look good. They looked good even without Milton uh, against Memphis, which it is Memphis, but. Uh, they're going to play clearly the best defense they played all season and probably a top t- six to eight defense in the country in LSU. So I'm interested to see how this goes. This is the game that I have no idea how it's going to go. Um, this one and Alabama and Oklahoma to me are just completely up in the air. I hope LSU pulls it out because I don't know how much more UCF I can take. <laughs> um, personally, just because if they you know, say this is back to back national championships after they beat LSU. I don't I don't really know if I can if I can live with that anymore. But Miller, I'll I'll get your your take on it as well. Yeah, I mean like you said, this is it's much like Alabama and Oklahoma, I think these two are the top wild card games of the year. Uh, I think UCF is a team that can put up a lot of points, and again, I, they, I, I think they scored upwards of like 40 or 50 against Memphis. I mean, and again, Memphis isn't a good team. I think we can be all, they're, well, they're not bad, but like they're, they made their championship game, but like they, they're pretty average. Um, they lost a lot of pieces. It's not their fault, but I mean, I, in my opinion, they're a pretty average football team. I don't think you score, I don't think even against an average football team scoring 50 points is anything to like kind of, kind of ignore. Um... Right, you're right. LSU is a defense. They have an elite defense. Their offense is suspect, and I think that's what's going to hurt LSU in this game. UCF's defense isn't great, but they're definitely not bad. They're kind of in that little gray area. I think they can, much like Oklahoma, they can make stops if they if they if they're given the chance to. Surprising. I think I might take UCF in this game. Uh, their fans, the whole playoff thing, it's a bit annoying because again, I even I think they should they should be playing more consistent competition, more higher competition throughout the regular season if they want a playoff spot. Yeah. This could go a long way, much like last year being Auburn in the PlayStation Bowl. This could be a, a big a big step in maybe even cementing a playoff spot in the future. Um, I think overall, I, I, yeah, I think I'm going to take UCF by like maybe three points on like a last second drive. Mac's not a bad quarterback. Milton is better. But I think overall having Mac isn't going to cost them a game. Yeah. I just think overall their offense might be too explosive, and we've seen we've seen LSU shut down at certain points throughout the year, and this seems like a game that Ed O'Dron would lose. Yeah, for me, I, I'm going to take LSU in this game, but I really like I said, it's it's all up in the air. It's weird, but uh, I'm going to take LSU just because I think their offense plays better than we've seen a lot of this year, just because of it, it is UCF and their defense isn't on par with a lot of the defenses that LSU played this year. Um, and I think so. I think they're going to be able to run the ball a ton, and I think that's what they need to do: keep the ball out of UCF's hands and keep running the ball down their throat. And do not let Joe Burrow throw you out of this game. I think Joe Burrow has a fine game, probably, but do not put it on the sho- on the shoulders of him trying to make throws down the field, especially with how inconsistent their receivers have been with drops. I think that goes into it a lot too. You know, get short routes, get first downs, get time of possession, and let your do let your defense, you know, do the talking for you against a good offense and hopefully contain them. Because we saw, I mean, LSU's offense played well against Georgia. So that's that's the weird thing is we never really know what we're gonna get from their offense. They're very inconsistent. Yeah, it's just very inconsistent and we don't know what Joe Burrow we're gonna get. So I'm gonna take LSU in a close one. I'm not even gonna give a score prediction because I honestly have no clue. Yeah. I'm just gonna rely on the fact that LSU is LSU. Yeah, you know, I'm this seems like a game that LSU should just win. Like you look at it and like we said, we all think it's a wild card, but it's like 
maybe. I mean, yeah. UCF probably could win. I mean, we don't really know. Because we, we, UCF hasn't really played anybody like we've talked about all year. And, yeah, the international championships. Ooh, great. Yeah. yeah, great. Wow, you didn't make it in the playoffs. But, yeah. I mean, they did. I think they deserve at least a shot in this game. I think people. I think it's one of those things where you, like we said, you shouldn't write them off. It's just like, wow, this game's going to be close. I think their offense can give LSU, could give LSU's defense problems. I think if it comes down to one of those things where they scheme well, I think UCF can scheme well. Look at what Alabama did. I think look at their losses. And they did have – I mean, they had a few – but their losses went into like terrible teams. I, I mean, Texas A&M not great, but they underperformed this year. I think they, I almost can say they even overperformed than what everybody thought. I think A&M. Yeah, I think so. I think they kind of overperformed what everybody thought. I think this was maybe like yeah. a rebuilding year with Jimbo, and I think it's like okay, they they showed up. I mean, obviously they went to what like seventy two, like what seven overtimes and like scored like seventy two Yeah, it was just a, it was a wacky game. That's that's a game I can't take like too much credit into either way because like. That was rough. That was, I mean, from yeah. Ed O getting Gatorade bathed and then losing the game in seven overtimes, that's just awkward. But so yeah, that was weird. So that's that's another that's a good point though. The whole Jimbo thing. I thought this was going to be a year they take a step back from last year, probably probably go like five and seven, six and six, mm-hmm. squeak into a bowl. But they went eight and four, ranked team. You know, looked good, especially against better competition, um, stuff like that. So yeah, you can continue. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, um, I think. LSU um, is going to give them definitely a run from it. I think they're going to find a way to get stops. But I think if you can, like I said, scheme, I think if UCF can scheme against them and kind of get them to where if they have, or LSU has to start throwing the ball like, we talk, like you guys have talked about earlier, that it's going to be kind of a problem for them. Because at the end of the day, Burrow probably, he has one of them games with that, but there's no guarantee with him. And I think, like, I I don't want to put a score on this game. Like you said, I, I really. <laughs> I have no I idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I I want UCF to win, like, I then I don't like. <laughs> I think like if they, if they're gonna win this game, like, good, good, congratulations. I think this is gonna be a good step. But I mean, if they get blown out, this is just gonna, gonna confirm everybody else's belief, which is gonna be kind of kind of sad. It's gonna be, uh, to to UCF. clarify, Jared has been shrugging his shoulders during this entire conversation about this game <laughs> because he has no idea. Nor do we. So it's it's such a wild card game. I just I don't. I just don't like. I'm just glad to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think it's gonna be a fun game for sure. I just don't trust Edo as a coach all that much. I I think I haven't either. I mean, I just I think it just it's such a game he would lose. Yeah, like he has a tendency to like lose the games he should win, and then for somehow win the games you you expect him to lose. It's just he's just one of those coaches, and I think overall, yeah, UCF has been given a lot of credit, and maybe eight's pretty high. But I mean, they've all they've gone defeat in the last two years, and that, I think we can all agree that's no matter what conference you're in, that's a pretty hard feat to accomplish. Yeah. yeah. And well, again, LSU is a completely different ball game than what they played this year, yeah. and I, I I can easily admit that. I just think overall, they've got they have enough talent talent on offense to do it, and I I, I it's gonna be close. I think definitely I, I could see it being blots either way. I just think UCF keeps it close, and they end up they end up striking for a touchdown. You think if later. LSU loses, it's a that'd be fireable. For Odron, it might. Like, do you think? Do you think they should? Do you think they should definitely? Like, I don't know who they would replace, but like, yeah, my BCF, and it's just like, especially, especially if they get blown out or something like that. <laughs> like, do you think like, like, what do you think the, the well, athletic director feels? My like, thing is, is you <laughs> BCF man. <laughs> is Edo hasn't been there too long, so it's kind of weird. They're in like a they're in a gray area right now. Yeah. It's like okay, well, you lose this big bowl game after you had high expectations, and. 
the whole narrative was S- was LSU didn't have high expectations this year. Yeah, and they had somewhat. I feel like they had pretty high. It's LSU. I think they had, you know, they had Joe Burrow. People were excited about Joe Burrow and him transferring there and stuff like that. So I really don't think the whole, like, they didn't have I I mean, I get it. Edo, it's a transition Alabama. year. Yeah, but I think uh, overall, I think this game, it will be weird. Like you said, if they lose, I wouldn't be surprised if Edo is gone. Uh, I I would probably wait another year just to see. Um, but yeah, you're right. It it'll it'll be freaky uh, after it. And also, one of my things is, say LSU lo- uh, wins this game, how far does UCF drop in the rankings? It depends on that's score. that's one of the interesting if things it's to close, me. Close, and it's like, well, maybe they are better than. Yeah, what if it's close, works. maybe they only drop or. You know, maybe they stay where they are, depending on how the other bowl games go, of course. But, I mean, if it's close, maybe they don't even drop out of the top ten. Now, if they get blown out, I wouldn't be surprised to see them move closer to where, like, Washington State is or even lower than Washington State, especially if it's a blowout. I mean, Washington State is at 13 with two losses. Um, but I think their schedule is definitely harder, even though the Pac-12 isn't great. I think it's definitely harder than what UCF played. But also, on the flip side, if LSU win- wins this in a blowout, how far can you move them up, especially with three losses? Little, I mean, a little bit. It's I just guess, weird. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It's what weird. What's close? Do you move them down, or like, what does that say about? Yeah, like how far do these teams go? And I think that's one of the interesting things too. I know it depends on the other bowl games, but overall, this is going to show like, okay, UCF losing to a really good team. It helps their case. For yeah, it helps their sure. case going going forward, and. Um, it could hurt LSU's case going forward, and that's another thing. They lose this game by somehow a lot to UCF. I think Edo, that's tough for Edo, and because I think if they lose this game by a lot, they're dropping. To me, they're dropping probably to twenty, because I. Yeah. To me, is is I mean is UCF because to me they would have the same amount of losses as A and M does, saying A and M wins their game wins their bowl game, and A and M is nineteen. So I think that it's just a weird conversation. I mean, is, to have. is UCF an embarrassing loss in your opinion? In, in, in any fashion? If it's by a, if it's by three scores, yeah. I mean, it's I think so. But then, like, how do you know? Like, I, I just need to I see mean, more from UCF to I know because yeah. I just need to see a I couple agree. of these games. Because like, I know you want to like we're talking about like, well, if it's close and like, well, maybe UCF's better than what we thought. Well, it's just yeah. one game. It's and one. So yeah. much. But and they beat Auburn, and you gotta give Auburn credit last year. They beat Alabama, so it's like, hey, I mean, they did get like ran by Georgia, but I mean, you still have to give them some type of credit. So I just yeah. need to see. That's what we were like. That's what we were saying earlier. You just gotta see them play more. That's why we want like a, even if their non-conference schedules, just hey, I don't, I, I don't, I can't think of like a someone they could schedule, but like someone maybe even Georgia, something like that, or yeah. maybe someone like in the Pac-12 that is like a top ten, just to see. We just gotta feel something out. You know, what because I'm saying? that's the thing with other conferences is it's it may not be the talent like the top to like a top five team you play but it's the fact that back to back to back you may play top 25 teams and those games going back to back to back play a toll and I think that's another interesting thing about Georgia is the fact that their LSU loss came at came before their other big SEC games so yeah so that's one of the things I've heard and I think that's a really big thing that plays into it because they hadn't faced a grueling SEC schedule. So I think that's another thing with UCF is the fact that, yeah, maybe they do win this game. And if they do win this game, that means you really need to start scheduling teams that you know are going to be good back to back to back or something like that to model other teams, not even just in the SEC. I know that's a good example because they usually have a lot of teams ranked in the top 25, top 30, stuff like that. But even with other conferences, like you say the Big Ten having – 
you know, playing Northwestern or Ohio State back-to-back or Michigan, stuff like that, Penn State, they're all grouped together. So I think that's, that's a big key, too, and it's an interesting takeaway after this one. And that'll be it for this week's episode of the podcast, uh, Largely Speaking Sports. Uh, we'll be back in January due to an extended break, ready to talk about the playoff games and hopefully NFL when it comes to it. Thanks for yeah. listening. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas.